Welcome to Technovation. I'm your host, Peter High. My guest today is Matt Carey. Matt's the Executive Vice President of Customer Experience at Home Depot, a home improvement retail corporation that sells tools, construction products, appliances, and services, and earns in excess of $100 billion in annual revenue. As the leader of customer experience for the company, Matt's responsible for leading the vision, design, and development of new and innovative solutions that drive a seamless experience for Home Depot's customers in stores, online, or on their mobile devices. Previously, Matt served as the company's chief information officer for nearly 14 years, leading the company's transformational efforts to reimagine all aspects of the Home Depot's IT infrastructure and approach to software development. He also serves on the board of Chipotle Mexican Grill. Matt, welcome to Technovation. It's great to speak with you today. Yeah, great to, great to hear from you, Peter, and looking forward to our talk today. I am as well. So, uh, Matt, I thought we'd begin uh, with your role. Uh, you are the Executive Vice President of Customer Experience, as I just mentioned, and certainly not a, a role that exists in every company. Uh, I, I offered a very brief uh, sketch as to so, some of what that entails, but I'd love for you to take it from there. Talk a bit about uh, your role as EVP of Customer Experience, please. Sure, Peter, no problem. I, you know, I think probably the easiest way for me to describe it is really talk about our mission as a, as a team. Our mission inside the company is to evangelize and orchestrate a frictionless end-to-end customer experience that enables the Home Depot to win in every cu- customer interaction. And, and a customer interaction to us, Peter, is let's call it an episode in which you interact with us, whether it be online, in the store, in a delivery situation, or uh, just about any need or help you may have. That, in a nutshell, is really what we're after. And um, it's an area that we felt like we needed to create to be able to win in the future with our customers. With the likes of people like Chick-fil-A or Instacart or some of the other, I'll call it, uh, trend-setting experiences our customers are feeling day-to-day and are experiencing, we think the bar set pretty high. And what we felt was our mission would be was to really eliminate the friction that our customers see today. Some of them may be subtle, but some of them may be pretty, pretty strong. And our team is really in place to be able to uh, seek out the friction and work cross-functionally to eliminate it. Very interesting overview. Thank you for that, Matt. And, and uh, you alluded to the fact that this is a newly created role. Why now? Why, why was this the right time for the level of focus on the topics you've already mentioned? You know, uh, Peter, we've made a lot of strides. You talked about our transformation earlier. And the CEO and chairman, Ted Decker, and I sat down um, and really saw a gap where it relates to cross-functional work inside our company. That gap is really where the seams were that we exposed to our customers. So if you think about the, the experiences that we are going to have to deliver for our customers going forward, most all of those are going to require intensive cross-collaboration. And I'll call it, some of them may work at odds with one team's mission. And I'll give you an example of one. One of the one of the areas we're working on right now is being able to cancel an order from anywhere in our system. So 
think about if you go in and uh, in our online experience, and I'm only speaking about online for for now, but it could be in, in our stores as well. And you order something from us, and you actually push the purchase key and figure, doggone it, I sent that to the wrong address, or I may have selected the wrong color. Uh, I'd like to change that. Our window to change that stuff was really kind of narrow. And that was built for speed, obviously, you know, speed to deliver. Everyone was really dialed into how fast can we get the product delivered to the customer. And that was the winning formula in the past. But the, the pain that we put our customers through in that particular instance was you really couldn't self-service cancel past a certain amount of time. If you compared our experience to everyone else's, we were not great. I mean, we, we had a lot of, of work that we could do to improve our experience and allow the customer to cancel or change their order up until the moment in which they received the, the product. Uh, and how far we could reach into that experience was important. But if you can imagine you're running a fulfillment location, a distribution center that is geared towards pick, pack, and ship as quickly as possible and get it out the door. And you, someone comes along and says, hey, we need to add a function uh, to stop these before you send them out to the carrier. That's going to add cost. That's going to also add additional, uh, I'll call it, uh, headcount. All of those things, and it might even slow the line down a little bit, all of those things are counterintuitive to what they were we're actually geared towards, but it's in support of what the customer wants. And so think of these things in a way that says, you know, we don't want our customers to have to accept our processes. We shouldn't think our process back. We need to think customer back and end to end. And in a lot of cases, our individual silos of expertise are really optimized around that one function that gets delivered for our customers. And in some cases, not everything is flowing down the same path as it relates to our customer. And those are the places is generally where we expose our, our what I call exposing our org chart to our customer. Yeah, great, great overview. And, and talk a bit, Matt, about the logic of having uh, the, the 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 chief information officer take on this role. Uh, you know, I mentioned earlier you had a, a long um, tenure, unusually long as CIOs go, uh, tenure as chief information officer at the Home Depot. Uh, talk about the the in that role, the relationship you had with customer experience. Um, was there a a relationship such that this this uh, occurred to you as a logical next step? Yeah, we saw the need, and I say we as a leadership team, we saw the need of the orchestration and also mapping as it relates to our customer experience, uh, even down to the communication that our customers received. It was pretty fragmented, is pretty fragmented, if you think about it. From a standpoint of why I was the logical choice to do that, I would say it's really because of my view of how I knew things were put together. And if you think about the view in which I had before this job, 
it was really, I'll call it a global position as it relates to how the, the inner workings of Home Depot actually are built. When you start trying to understand who needs to get in a room to help fulfill a customer need or eliminate friction that a customer sees, I guess I was the best person to be able to, to lead that initiative. But how we build these solutions customer back is a very important thing. And, and uh, again, in an end-to-end situation, most, I'll call it project-based development doesn't include the entire picture. It's usually some piece of the puzzle. Uh, and part of the role, part of the, the team that we've got going on here is really to help expose, highlight, and uh, suggest the appropriate end-to-end experience, highlighting the fragmentation that we have, trying to eliminate it, highlighting the friction points we have, working to eliminate those, and getting everyone on the same page, kind of rowing in the right, in the same direction on behalf of the customer. Yeah, very, very interesting. Talk a bit about, as you alluded to earlier, the customer experience is across all the ways in which customers might interact with the company. And I wonder how you think about the influence that in-store experience has on digital uh, forms of customer experience and vice versa. Um, how you think about the relationship between those as no doubt there are a number of your customers, a great number of your customers that interact with you in multiple ways. Oh yeah, many different ways, many different venues. From the beginning, we've spoken about our experience as an interconnected experience, whether it's digital, mobile, or even in the store, and any place in the store, really. As we meet the customer, where they want us to be, that experience needs to be thought through because at, you know, still a full 50% of our orders that are placed online are fulfilled in our stores. And so they're a key part of our experience. And you can't think of that store experience as kind of an isolated part of it. It's, a, it's part of the orchestra. And the tie-in that they have to have, those associates, is so important that you can't omit them in your thought process when you think customer back. They, they really got to be part of the whole design. While we're working on the customer experience, we're actually also considering the associate experience. And, and those two obviously have to go hand in hand. We don't want to put our associates in a position where they can't fulfill a customer need or can't have a status update uh, for a customer if they're standing in aisle or in front of the, the customer. And so having that interconnected experience, having what I call the modern uh, technology stack behind that means that we can fulfill all of those requests from any place in the company. Uh, and part of that transformation that, that I led that we started back in 2017 uh, was to really modernize the, the, the software stack to enable this experience. And largely we've done a, a lot of work on that, but in some places we still have friction and that's part of what our mission is. But however 
whenever, wherever our customers need us to be, that's really how we think about this. If, if, if I'm thinking about a cancellation experience, it has to be in all modes, digital, mobile, in the store. We can't leave any of them out, even in our call centers. Yeah, very, very interesting. And I, uh, Matt, I, now that you're roughly eight months or so into role, um, you're looking ahead to 2023. What, what are some of the things that, that are on your roadmap in terms of impacting or improving uh, that customer experience? What, what, what are some areas of focus? Peter, you know, uh, the good thing about being a technologist is you let data kind of lead you where you're supposed to be. <laughs> and so we've uh, we've built a pretty substantial, in the last eight months, we've been really, I'll call it instrumenting our ecosystem to understand where the friction points are and point us in the direction that we need to work. We'll start with the highest friction points first and and really begin to start eliminating those um, in, in, in our experience in, in, in all the modes that our customers interact with us. And, and some of them, I think I mentioned cancellations is a big one for us. You know, it's kind of counterintuitive. Does cancellations really improve sales or not? Well, it does have some payback because if you think about cancellations in the terms of if someone orders something that they didn't intend to order, it becomes a return and a return costs us money, uh, but it also causes friction for our customer. If you just kind of extend that thought process around, that's one friction point we have. There are others and we're gonna use the data to guide our path along the way here. Uh, that's uh, understood. And talk a bit about uh, the team that you lead. Uh, as we talked about already, you are um, it is a new role that is yours. Presumably then you were pulling in folks uh, from different parts of the organization potentially and or hiring people from outside the, the organization to uh, help deliver the, the, the vision that you've been describing. Um, talk about the team you've assembled, please. Sure. I mean, we're, you know, obviously just getting started and getting people kind of in seats. We've got a lot of opportunity to, to continue to, to build the team. You know, I, I'd say if you think about the prototypical person that we need in this role is someone who really has product management uh, capabilities and skills. So uh, in the modern software development process, you know, you have the balanced team with UX and, and uh, your develop, development folks, as well as your product management team. And, and, I, and not, a, not to mention the business, but in, in a lot of ways, having a product manager thinking end to end rather than in a particular episode, it really helps map out what the master plan should be towards eliminating that friction. And so those are the type of folks that I'm looking for and have hired. We're getting lots of traction around that. We've got some great people on board. Uh, we also have a great user experience team, and that's for the company, the user experience engineering folks all report to me. We have uh, some great product managers on, on staff as well. So think of us kind of aligning ourselves along the path to purchase of a customer and really digging in from a standpoint of understanding what is best in what is the best in class experience 
How do we compare? What, what are our customers experience today? What do we want them to experience in the future? And then what all has to change to make it to the 2B state? And that's really their role. And how do you measure success, Matt? What are some of the metrics that you're using to help you determine where and whether uh, progress is being made? Well, there's several that I'll call leading and lagging indicators. Uh, We've put together a pretty good dashboard along our path to purchase in the the customer's evaluation of that. It's it's pretty insightful in how people feel about our experience and what places they feel like they've encountered uh, some less than stellar experiences. That's one of the main dashboards that we focus on, but also we have others. We have a pretty good sized trove of data around calls that we get into our, into our call centers and into our stores. Um, and using that robust data to, to give us some real insight into to what's going on in the moment. Yeah, very interesting indeed. And I wonder also, how do you, this, there are so many different parts of the Home Depot that impact customer experience. I can only imagine this is a role, Matt, that is a pretty networked role. That is to say, uh, collaborating across different parts of the organization and breathing life into the plans of others in addition to developing your own. Can you talk a bit about uh, the way in which you partner with your colleagues uh, to deliver what you've described? Oh, sure, sure. We're constantly interacting with the whole entire company as it relates to the leaders. We create these balanced teams of folks around a problem, around a domain that help attack it and from all sides and eliminate those things in a pretty real-time basis. We're pretty agile as it relates to how we plan and how we execute. And so those things are, are stuff that we're kind of really used to. I mean, you know, when we pivoted to uh, the more agile development in our, in our software development process, it actually gave us some benefits as it relates to understanding how to not get kind of cast in, in concrete, uh, set a yearly budget and represent four or five or six or whatever the initiatives were and, and don't deviate. We're, we're a lot more agile now, and it, it, it actually helps even in things that don't require software. So if you think about, in some cases, we can, we can eliminate friction without, any, without applying any software, and being able to get those, those teams together and, and make an adjustment as to how we execute uh, or suggest a way to possibly do something different we can get those implemented pretty quickly in the field and with the help of our partners. So, you know, the collaboration, I, we can't really get things done by ourselves anymore, especially with these complex uh, experiences. If you think about a delivery experience and the number of different people that must be involved and have metrics around their, their particular part in that experience, but also an overall overarching view of the delivery experience and the customer's view of that. It's, it's, you know, really kind of a, think of it as a master level of of measurement and then an individual layered level of measurement of the, of the experience. Understood. 
I mentioned earlier also that you, you spent nearly 14 years as chief information officer. Uh, your successor, Fahim Siddiqui, has been in role as long as you've been or roughly uh, the amount of time uh, that you, you've been out of role now. Talk a bit about your, your relationship with your successor. Oh, Fahim, he's, he's fantastic and a great leader. He's got outstanding experience, um, even especially in retail, and uh, a seamless transition is possible. I hired him, I think he would have been, actually his, his anniversary was uh, Saturday, uh, four years ago. And, <laughs> and uh, he's really focused as well as I am on the customer. And, you know, great standards as it relates to uh, operating a world-class software development team. Uh, just a fantastic individual and, and a great add to our executive leader, leadership team. It's going to be great uh, seeing where he takes the the role going forward, and I'm sure the team's going to do fantastic. Matt, you've been a board-level leader multiple times over. I mentioned in the intro that you're currently on the board of Chipotle, Mexican Grill, for example. Um, Talk a bit about your pathway to that. It's still a relatively uh, elite crew, though growing, thankfully, of, of technologists who've been invited to join the boards of uh, publicly traded companies. Uh, talk a bit about the extent to which that was a goal of yours, uh, something you communicated, and the, the pathway to achieving that. Uh, you know, I, I can tell you this. As a goal, it's not like, hey, I need more work. <laughs> it's, uh, it's more along the lines of, of professional and personal development. And really, as it, as it relates to how it might help you in the role that you have within the company, or how it might help help your current company that you're with. The thing about board level roles are they do take time. You have to invest time in those. If you're a, a technologist in today's world, more and more uh, boards are embracing technology as a kind of a pillar of a business and they see it as a key important role within their uh, growth uh, and really operating trajectory. The thing I would say probably more than anything is, is that, you know, with the new SEC laws that are coming out, having uh, cyber expertise on the board is also something that's going to be more and more prevalent. Uh, The opportunity for technologists to to actually get on a board or uh, attend a board are going to be plentiful. The challenge is selecting the right one. And I've been blessed to be able to to participate on Chipotle's board. I've learned a lot already in the short time I've been on there, I guess a couple of years. And in all the previous boards that I've been on, I've also learned things that have helped me in my role uh, on a day-to-day basis. Uh, The thing that you you gotta kind of look at is, you know what can you learn from your from your board work that can actually enhance what you're doing today? It can't be something that's just some hobby, for lack of a better term. It needs to be relevant. The other thing is is that you know usually if you're a technologist, you're going to be on the audit committee, and that comes with a little bit of I'll call it some additional responsibility as it relates to uh, your role and and contribution. It also helped me personally on the interactions with with our board. I've been 
blessed and fortunate to be able to spend a lot of time with our board members as well throughout my career as the CIO. And so it helps round you. It helps give you a different perspective. Uh, and if done right, um, it, it could really enhance your perspective on what you bring to your company. So I'd also say it's not the first thing you need to do when you become a CIO. It, you got to really have and, and, and dedicate the time to it. You got to pretty, be pretty disciplined about doing it and when to do it. But uh, it, it's been a blessing for me and uh, been exposed to some, some really sharp folks uh, that helped me as well. Hopefully I've helped them as well. I'm sure that's true. Um, I, I wondered, Matt, you know, as you look to the future, what are some trends that excite you? We certainly have already begun to talk about some related to customer experience, for example. Um, any specific trends as you, uh, as you look out a couple of years that, that are beginning to make their way onto your roadmap? There's a few. Uh, I mean, again, I'm going to take my CIO hat off. I have to hold myself back from talking about technology more than I should, but I do. And that is, if you think about the power that data can have towards uh, enhancing a customer's experience or creating a differentiator, if you have a strong data science arm, actually that leads you to the most logical places to apply artificial intelligence and machine learning. And if you apply that in a way that is fruitful and differentiating. I mean, you got to be able to observe the differentiation and then obviously measure the differentiation. Then that's great. It's not really a science project. It actually can create a differentiator, but the core nucleus of that are having great data scientists because otherwise you're just data looking for a problem, not really a problem looking for data to help solve. I think in some cases, People get enamored with the data as opposed to what can it do for you. I, I feel like that's a big trend that's going to change going forward. The other is uh, the fact that I'll call it software on its own is not necessarily an experience. It may enable an experience, but at the end of the day, how you integrate people into that experience in a way that delights people is an important thing. And I, for a lot of years, people worried about the software rather than the interaction. And I hope more and more people focus on that. Uh, I know we are. And then in our space in particular, know-how is going to be very important as we go through, through time. There's a whole new... Uh, crop of people who are growing up and, and are kind of moving into the phase where uh, they want to have their own house. Uh, they may may or may not have, have been educated in the, the trades as it relates to how to repair or, or install things. We have a huge opportunity to teach uh, a, a bunch of folks how to do stuff for themselves again that know-how and how to deliver that know-how is going to be different this time than it was to the baby boomers. And we've got to figure out what that looks like. Um, and that'll be an exciting thing because I'm sure it'll be interactive and, and, and hopefully with the, the things that Meta and some of those folks are doing around being able to bring the digital overlaid with the physical can, it can help us really differentiate an experience, but 
those are just a few. Yeah, great ones indeed. I appreciate you highlighting each. Uh, I also wanted to to, to uh, ask you, Matt, you've been a, a C-level executive for quite some time. You were the chief technology officer at Walmart and eBay uh, prior to taking on your role as chief information officer at the Home Depot. Um, I, I wonder, as you reflect on your career, uh, if, if there were any difference makers, any secrets to your success that you might highlight, especially perhaps uh, in the interest of offering advice to, to others who might wish to follow in your footsteps, uh, what would have been some of those, uh, those, those difference makers for you? You know, first of all, I don't, I wouldn't say there's, I don't really think there really was a secret. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it's really simple. Uh, you know, I always kept the customer as the priority and I'll call it really being in touch with what, what they're experiencing and what they desire is a really big thing and being obsessed about that. No matter whether it was, I don't care if it was a merchant that I was writing software for or a true end-to-end customer, it was really focused on, you know, putting myself in their shoes. Uh, you know, being a true business partner is probably another one and understanding what the economic engine is that drives your business and understanding the levers that actually get pulled along that way as well. You know, some people kind of, uh, I would say fall into the trap of that their function may be the only thing they really understand and they don't really understand the economic engine of their business. And, and it doesn't matter whether you work in HR or marketing or, or in tech, you name it, you got to understand it. And then uh, the last one I would say is the power of coaching and mentorship is is one that I was very fortunate to always have mentors and coaches along the way and even good friends that help you as you continue to grow in your career. And I think that's an important thing to do, uh, to have. You really got to kind of seek them out. They don't come to you uh, and you got to be thoughtful about who that is and why. They, they always pushed me and I think that's a good thing to have in your career. And then, you know, I got to say, one of the things that at least I always did was you got to raise your hand and take on the hardest problems that the company has and don't run from them. Uh, most people don't like that work. It was a pretty open space. Most of the time, it's not real flashy work either, but it's work nonetheless that actually helps grow you personally and it helps the company in a way that they don't forget about. I think that's also something that maybe not necessarily everybody follows nowadays. No, wise advice, uh, Matt. I really appreciate those reflections. Uh, a lot there to dig into and for others to emulate potentially as well. Well, uh, Matt Carey, thank you for a, a great conversation. It's been fascinating to learn more about your your journey. This latest stop on it is customer experience uh, lead for the Home Depot, um, as well as some some broader reflections uh, about your your career. It's, it, as I say, I, I really appreciate the insights you've shared today. It's been a great conversation. 